everybody. Welcome to Coach's Corner. So I love that the past two weeks, last week and this week, there's been a theme of manifesting and being in your feminine creative energy and bringing forward what you desire. It's such a great balance to what we do on the Wednesday episodes. So many of the Wednesday episodes are about really healing your past, working through trauma, connecting with that inner child. And part of the integration and part of the flowers that you plant after you pull the weeds of the limiting beliefs and the unresolved pain and trauma and all that is through mindset, is through manifesting, is through embodiment, and is being in the frequency that you want to be in. And so much of that is feminine energy, and that is not a female or woman-bodied thing. It is an energetic that all of us have inside of us. And I love this conversation with Anna Lozano, where she talks a lot about mindset, frequency, strategy, and really creating what we most deeply desire. She's a successful entrepreneur as well, and she helps a lot of female entrepreneurs in activating their desires, elevating their frequency, and growing impact-driven, scalable, and profitable businesses. And she shares a bit about her business journey as well. She also has a free three-day course that she's giving us. Well, it's actually usually not free, but she's making it free for our audience. And you can grab that link in the show notes. Before we dive in, I have a really exciting announcement from my sponsor, Organifi. You know I love Organifi. They've been a sponsor for a long time of the show, but they're doing a really cool promotion right now where you can get a free 30-day sample of their product, Pure, another product I love. Let me tell you what Pure is. It's a brain-boosting blend. It's made with natural compounds that help repair, protect, and feed your brain cells while addressing the gut-brain access. It supports better digestion, focus, and clarity. It's just a packet you can pour in water or smoothie or whatever. It stimulates your brain. It promotes stimulation and learning and memory and supports strong cognitive... uh, Obviously, I need some. (laughs) It supports strong cognitive function. But you get a free 30-day sample of Pure when you buy the Sunrise to Sunset Kit. And the Sunrise to Sunset Kit includes your green juice, which is one of my favorites. It has your 11 detoxifying superfoods, including ashwagandha, which is a great adaptogen. I love that. It helps detox your body of harmful toxins. Perfect for weight management. Red juice, which is a caffeine-free energy boost provided by nature's five best antioxidant-rich berries. And gold, one of my favorites. I make little almond milk lattes out of it, which helps ease your mind into a calm, relaxed state with nine soothing superfoods. It has an incredible taste and it's naturally calming with zero negative side effects. So Go to Organifi.com slash over it or enter promo code over it at checkout for 30% off your sunrise to sunset kit and get your free 30-day sample of Pure. So O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash over it. Get your goodies. I think this is such a great deal to get that kit and get the 30-day sample of Pure. So get on it now, everybody. Get your Organifi goodness. And now on to my conversation with Anna Lozano. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. So grateful to be here. Thank you, Christine. Well, I brought you on to the show somewhat for selfish reasons. I always (laughs) love having really amazing people on the show. 
but I'm also struck by pitches where there's something where I think I can learn something. And I've been, well, I always think I can learn something from anyone, but when something's particularly present for me and I see an expert come on that has walked that path, I'm like, hmm, this could be an interesting conversation. So one of the things that that stuck out to me is you had a huge shift in your mindset and the way you define success and just the way you did business when you went through the initiation of motherhood. Mm. Something that I, you know, went through, well, <laughs> I don't know that you're ever over it, but my daughter was born a little over a year ago and I knew it would be life-changing, but I don't think anyone can ever prepare you for the change that it brings. And I just want to preface this by, even if you are not a mother or not a parent, stick with us in this conversation, because I think a lot of times we have something, whether it be transitioned to parenthood or a health thing that comes up or changing our family situation where we have to make drastic changes or we choose to make drastic changes. And we realize the old way of working isn't working anymore. So whether you're going through a motherhood change right now or any kind of change and realizing, hmm, maybe I need to change some things. This conversation is for you. So I'm gonna come back to my question, which is how did motherhood really shift your mindset in the way that you went about doing things and getting things done? Mm, Such a great question. And let me tell you this, that I resisted the change for quite some time because, you know, being an entrepreneur and really living this lifestyle pre-kids, when I became a mother with my first daughter, it it shook me to the core. I mean, like you said, no one can ever prepare us for what this journey is about. And so the way that I was working before, and I have this very masculine energy. And as I was really growing in the world of entrepreneurship, my evidence of success was this profile of a person who's always on a person who's constantly working and sacrificing and hustling and is always available. And that was really my evidence of of success in entrepreneurship that I had at that time. And so as I became a mom, that's what I tried to continue doing. But it was literally impossible because we know with this perfect little human that we just brought into this world, first of all, we're exhausted. We're not sleeping. There might be other issues that arise when it comes to nursing or colic or whatever it might be. And we just simply cannot work the way that we used to. And so one of the things that I realized now, hindsight 2020, is I wasn't prepared for it. So I didn't have you know, systems and structures in place to support me, whether it was external help or bringing in, you know, a nanny or asking more family for support. Like I literally thought that the way that I worked before motherhood was the way that I was going to work post, you know, giving birth. And it just brought me to my knees and I really surrendered. And this was 2016 and I had already experienced some success in entrepreneurship. And I just said, you know, there has to be another way Spirit, God, universe, use me for the highest good. Like, what am I, like, how am I meant to, to, to pivot and shift and become the new version of me? And yes, I get to also be successful, but I also desire to be a present mother who's so connected as I'm re- rewriting, you know, generational mm-hmm. patterns of, you know, the way that I was raised. And I took about a year off and just trying to lean into this next version of me. Mm -hmm. And what it looked like was really leaning into the more feminine energetics 
And what that looks like for me, and it's going to look like different for everybody, because, you know, when we talk about masculine and feminine, we all hold those energies within us. And the way that I understand it is that the masculine energy is the systems and the structures. It's that container for the feminine energies, which are creative, which are spontaneous, which reside in this ease and flow and trust arenas they get to be held. And so, you know, for me, feminine energy is not sitting down in a bath and just taking baths all day. It's really leaning into this trust frequency of like, I know that simply because of who I am and my desires and my intentions and the inspired action that I do take, I am wholeheartedly taken care of. Success naturally comes by me actually slowing down and being present. Now, at first, I really resisted that because I'm like, how can I just trust and be present and also receive the way that I do when I am on? But slowly but surely, I started to collect my own evidence of, yes, I get to be wildly successful when I create very firm boundaries. Like when I'm working, I'm working. When I'm with my children, I'm with my children. When I take a few days off, knowing that, yes, everything is in place for everything to flow. So that was the transition. And mind you, this took six years, but I am the embodiment of that version of me that started to really pivot and transform and go through a metamorphosis in 2016. Mm, I love that. Let's talk a little bit more about masculine feminine energies. It's a question I get a lot and something we've talked a lot about on the show. And we teach Steph and I teach it in many of our programs, especially our Be the Queen program, which is for women who want to call in a deeper relationship, want to call in their their soul partner, and have it be conscious and have the polarity and you know sacred union and all the juicy yummy things. And so many times, especially women, and I want to talk to the men too. And again, no matter how you identify, we have that masculine, feminine energy in us. It's, it's the, the yin and the yang, the being and the doing, just like we have a right and the left side of our body. We have these energies that balance each other out and neither is better. Both are useful. Both have healthy aspects, both have shadow aspects. But what I've seen so often is women have adapted so much to the masculine way of doing things that a lot of times we think that the more feminine approach isn't going to get things done. Like we're Mm. not going to be productive and we don't, we don't trust it. And so we often lean more into those masculine energetics and the doing, doing, doing out of fear because, you know, not everybody can take a year off, right? There's, there's so many women, a lot of single moms listening who are like, I, that'd be great to take a year off and reflect. And, but I can't do that. I have to, I have to support my family. I have to do. And so it's like, sure. I'd love to be more feminine, but how am I going to make money? So I'd love us to unpack that a little bit about why we often don't trust that moving more into our feminine energetics isn't going to work. And maybe actually maybe a question before that is, because you said, you know, feminine energetics looks differently for everyone. So maybe the preceding question is, okay, how do we really identify what is our feminine inside Mm -hmm. of it? And then... (laughs) I'm editing myself as I'm talking. And then the follow-up question is, then how do we trust it? 
Yes. Oh, such a good question. And I love this conversation so deeply as, you know, in 2020, we moved into the Aquarian age and the Aquarian age is really about this, this softer energy of uh, connection and collaboration and uh, working together and in community. And, and so naturally, if you are listening to this and you have been feeling this calling that either what you were previously doing is no longer working, then you're in the right place and you're seeking those answers. Or maybe right now you're like, okay, (laughs) I have the success, but I desire something else. Like you're feeling this pull and that's why you're listening to this conversation. You're definitely in the right place because astrologically there's shifts happening. And so Here's the first thing that I recommend everyone doing because it's 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 what I did and it really brought me a lot of clarity. And we know in a personal development conversation, it's once we bring something to the surface, once we bring awareness to it, then we can create new uh, new programming, new patterns, new choices, new actions, new habits. And so for me, this work began of you know what do I actually believe? What is my programming? around the feminine and that feminine energy. And again, men and women, we all hold these energies. And so I made a list and the list looks something like it's weak. It won't generate results. It's not powerful. It wastes time. It's, it's weak. People will step all over you. It's not productive. You're taken advantage of, you won't make money. You won't achieve success. It's boring. It's slow. And so literally, this is the list that I made. And then I looked at this list. I'm like, oh my God, this is bullshit. Sorry if you have to bleep that out. But it's like, that's ridiculous. Like I literally laughed out loud. I was like, okay, programming. Like, Mm -hmm. thank you for the awareness. But I know exactly where this came from because I was born in Poland, came to Canada as a Polish immigrant when I was six years old. And I witnessed my parents working so hard first to make ends meet and then to really establish themselves as, you know, as middle class in Canada. And so they were constantly on and constantly working and never really home. And so of course, so grateful for the opportunities that they created for my brother and I, But that was like, okay, in order to make money, in order to literally survive, you need to constantly be working. You need to constantly be on. Then I went on to business school and I I went into the corporate world in sales and marketing. And again, my evidence of success was there's only one spot at the top for women. You have to wear the pants and the pantsuit. You can't be in your feminine. You need to be very masculine. You need to be loud and you need to be powerful, right? So this is all programming that happened throughout the years to get me to the here and the now. Like, of course, my evidence of the feminine is all of what I just described. And so I started rewiring and reworking again through awareness and just choosing differently. And so I created new um, statements about the feminine and then slowly but surely started to create this new evidence as I spoke about. So the feminine, this is my new um, perception of the feminine energy is feminine equals potential. She's nourished, present, intuitive, fulfilled happy, nurtured, wildly successful in all areas. She's connected, ease and flow, extra productive as she only focuses on the right things. 
and she gets to release and be fully supported. And so it's like, I can look at this, I can lean into this and I can see how it literally like feels like a breath of fresh air. And this is how I've been building business. Like it gets to be ease and flow. And of course, I'm not saying, you know, that I'm only feminine energy in my business now. Absolutely not. It's a dance between both energies because again, we need the masculine structures in order to be fully supported. Mm-hmm. We we do. A big thing for me too was realizing that I was just going to have to try. <laughs> you know, that right. yeah. I was really just going to have to be experimental with it. And because that's trust. So many of us want to surrender and do the free fall, but go, but where's the safety net? Mm -hmm. Like, where's the parachute? Where's the parachute pull? Like what happens if, and that, that leap of faith into, okay, let me just give this time and see if, if shifting it will shift things. We have to give it some space because you know, energetics move so quickly, but this 3D dense universe, sometimes it Mm. takes a minute for our reality to catch up with our energy. And I can see a lot of people getting frustrated because they're doing a lot energetically, but the 3D reality isn't reflecting it yet. And they forget that, oh wait, like this is a dense world and sometimes things move fast and sometimes things move a little bit slower, especially if I'm shifting collective programming and generational programming. I mean, when we're doing energetic shift, moving out of that more doing, 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 linear, mind leading, outwardly focused way of being into a more receptive, surrendered waiting for guidance, that intuition. I like to think of it as my feminine leads, but my masculine responds. So in the past, it was that masculine doing energy, driving, creating everything. And I wasn't really tapping into my own discernment, my own intuition, my own creative energy. And the biggest feminine superpower of all, receptivity. If you think of the feminine, just if we just get super basic right here and look at anatomy, we are the receivers. Like yeah. that, it, that is our essence in so many ways. And how do we create life through receiving? Mm-hmm. And we, and, and I'm just using, I'm using that literally and I'm using it metaphorically. So again, it doesn't matter if you are in a female body or have ever been pregnant, you've been, everybody's been metaphorically pregnant at some point in their life. And think about in order to have birthed something, what did you have to let in? What did you have to receive? And so that's been a big part of the reprogramming for me is going, okay, how do I make enough space to receive, receive the direction, receive the impulse, receive the opportunity, and then call on that beautiful masculine doing energy to respond to that receptivity. So for me, it's been a switch of being a more reactive approach to doing things in my life to a more receptive. And last night I can even think of, of something where it was a business thing and I was having conversations with others. And to be quite honest, I was a little stressed and a little frazzled and a little triggered. And I could feel that impulse to react Mm -hmm. and to quickly shoot out a text. And luckily my feminine energy came in and said, pause, slow down, wait, go to sleep, lay on your bio mat, (laughs) Read your book. I'm reading Bono's 
autobiography right now. And I've been in love with him since I was 12. So it's like a little treat before bed every night, like read your Bono book (laughs) and just, and receive the direction that you need and then respond tomorrow. Mm. So on the group text where there's, there's a couple men in this group text. There was so much boom, 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 react, 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 yeah. react, react. And I'm not saying that's bad, but it's just, it's just more the masculine way. Mm-hmm. And I was able just to receive the direction and then respond accordingly. So I want to highlight for everyone listening, feminine energy, and this is what both Anna and I are both saying, is not submissive. It's not doing nothing. It's really coming as a different orientation, which if you identify more as feminine essence is what you are more connected to, because even though we have both essences and the polarity, we are predominantly one essence, no matter what our gender, you know, a lot of women tend to have a more feminine essence. A lot of men tend to have a more masculine, but there's so many other variations in terms of how we show up. But for me as a, in a female body, having a more feminine essence, when I allow that to lead oh my gosh, it just makes such a difference in my life. Which brings me to my next question of, and feel free to respond to anything, but the the next question that I wanted to lead into was how has this different way of being impacted your health? Oh, such a great question. Well, and I do want to just respond to to what you were saying before, because so I'm naturally through, you know, just the way I was raised in this masculine energy, but how fascinating that I have two little girls who are very, very feminine. They're very loving. They're very empathetic. They're very in tune to their intuition and self. And so also, you know, that has been my pull because there's so much, you know, responsibility, but not in a negative way. Like I am choosing to rewire and become a different self for them. And they're simply this beautiful mirror. And and I know you have a daughter as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting how life begins to unfold. And I love to witness all of that. And, um, you know, in terms of health, so for me, like constantly, like my, I, I have this, like, I've been an entrepreneur for 13 years, but this, you know, this middle mark where, everything that I was doing, the constant hustle and grind and sacrifice and work and on, like, I just see it as on, like that on button was always pressed, right? It's, it's was leading to burnout and also my nervous system. So when I look at my upbringing and tying this into money and wealth and abundance, like money for me equals this big piece of safety and security. And so when I look at my nervous system, like it was always on high alert, like always on high. And over time, that can lead to some serious health issues. So, you know, Mm -hmm. knocking on wood, thankfully it didn't. And thankfully I have transitioned into this this new way of being and really living because this everything we're talking about for me no longer lives in my mind. It's just an embodiment. It's who I am. Like I consciously choose to live in this way day in, day out. And as I mentioned, it took six years, but I can just feel like I feel the safety and security within me. My nervous system feels nourished. And even when we look at energy and vitality, like 
it's insane. I did this challenge where I was like, okay, I'm not doing coffee for 30 days. And I love coffee. And I, I, I mean, do I use it for energy? I don't know. It's just something that's a habit that I really enjoy. Well, coffee's so delicious. <laughs> right? <But> the <laughs> fascinating thing is like, okay, I'm going to try different things in terms of like how I feel and how my nervous system feels. And I realized that I actually don't drink coffee for energy because I have more energy without coffee, but it's just a habit. It's something that's a, mm -hmm. a pleasure, uh, something that I really enjoy. And so it's like, how can we make more of those decisions based on how we feel? Because we also know our emotions have a frequency, they have a vibration. And so we can go there as well, but it's like choosing day in, day out and allowing those feelings to lead the way. And when we, when you spoke about intuition, it's incredible because when we can really slow down, when we can consciously choose to be present in the, in the moment, which is called mindfulness, um, as we know it, then those intuitive downloads, those intuitive hits actually make us so much more productive. And, um, I can give you one, one example. That was a huge one. Yeah. So we were, um, so I launched a product-based company, um, all centered around mindfulness, empowering the next generation of mindful leaders, um, being our children in 2017. And, you know, we knew that we wanted to scale this product-based company eventually to be able to sell it. And when you're selling a company, it's really interesting because you can absolutely lead it with the masculine energy. You, you know, you're going to find a business broker that's going to go and try to sell it for you. Oftentimes, these are men who know absolutely nothing about your company, but they're just out there pitching. And, you know, my experience was a bit different. I was like, okay, it is time to lead with intuition so that we have the most successful exit that's meant for us. And we actually attract the best buyer who's going to support this company that we have co-founded in continuing to, to scale and expand it because the, the vision, the soul of the company was, is so powerful and so beautiful. And so we did that. We did not look for external support. And what was fascinating is after nine months of really connecting with different potential buyers, I had this intuitive hit. I was like, I have to go on my Instagram. I have to let my community know that we are selling this company that first story slide. So I, you know, introduced preface that, that we are in the process of selling that woman who responded, our energies clearly aligned, they connected, became the person who purchased the company. Wow. And it was like, you know, it was really just following, like just knowing that inner knowing. And so when we can build businesses from that energy, we're going to cut out the fluff. We're going to cut out all the things that don't serve us and actually become more productive and more successful. So it's like, start creating that own evidence because trust me, I was super resistant, but now I have these stories, accumulated stories saying, wow, I'm actually much more successful by being in this balanced energy and allowing the feelings and the frequency to really lead. Yeah, no, I love that. And I can think of, oh my gosh, so many examples from my own life and client's life where it's like, oh, I'm so glad I listened to that weird thing. My my intuition telling me to, you know, go to Whole Foods at this time of day when yes. I needed no groceries. Yeah, yeah. And you just never know what that's going to lead to. I'd love for people to know, I mean, I obviously read a little bit about your bio in the introduction, but I'd love for people to know about what you created the business you built and sold and that what you're passionate about teaching now. 
Mm, I love it. So my career, my entrepreneurial career did start in the network marketing industry, which I'm a huge, huge fan of the industry. I mean, as a gateway into entrepreneurship and personal development, it was life-changing. And then I took my pause pivot moment um, and I was sitting, gosh, this was 2016. My, My first daughter was nine months old and I was sitting on the ground in my basement with a dear friend. And we looked around and and we're like, wow, imagine if our children, clean slate, perfect human beings were raised on these foundations that we've been learning over the last, you know, five plus years of personal in the personal development world. What if we raised them on affirmations and mindfulness and gratitude and, you know, self-love, And both her and I had big transformation with affirmations, like consciously choosing the words and affirming ourselves into a new reality. And so we got to work and within nine months birthed this company. So our first products were affirmation cards for kids. And this was really at the beginning of the mindfulness space really growing. Like I remember being at Pottery Barn in Canada and Toronto and uh, just being there with a the table and getting people to choose affirmations. And they're like, you know, no idea of what these I am statements are and why they're important mm-hmm. for us. But it was just at the very beginning. And so our kids were, were raised on practicing affirmations. And, you know, now I've layered in the energetics piece behind that as well, because the frequency behind the words really matters. And so when I talk about affirmations, it's like, okay, well, start with the low hanging fruit where you already believe these statements about yourself, but our children, I mean, they're clean slates. Like we don't Mm -hmm. have to have those conversations with them. So it's fascinating to watch how children just naturally gravitate towards this, these concepts, these tools, these modalities that we are integrating into our life through personal development, but how they just naturally gravitate towards them. And so that was the the vision of the company. And uh, as I said, I mean, product-based business is a whole other beast. So Mm -hmm. um, COVID was very difficult for us, but we survived it and then had a huge, huge, huge collaboration with a Um, Canadian influencer that really allowed us to explode the brand and then bringing us to this point of being able to sell it. Mm, mm, I love that. What do you think is the most powerful affirmation to teach our kids? Mm, I am worthy, you know, Mm -hmm. just really reminding them because for them, affirmations are remembrance. Like they don't Mm -hmm. have these programming and conditioning. Mm -hmm. Now they're clean slates. And so their subconscious minds are wide open. And it's why I think it's so important. I believe it's so important to start them young and just remind them through words of, you know, their worthiness, their love, their pure essence, their brilliance. I mean, we do affirmations every single day. And and it's interesting because now I layer in that frequency piece where it's like my daughter, who's now seven, like someone being raised on this, on these tools, which like, I'm brilliant. I'm like, honey, we need more energy behind that because you know, your energy is constantly manifesting. So give me more energy behind those words, right? So now we talk about the frequency behind the words and how important this is. So I keep layering on different modalities for them, but they're just so receptive and so open. Yeah. Let's, I love to define things for people because I think we have our assumptions when we say words. And a lot of times we can, can learn a little bit more about what a word means. So when you say frequency behind it, what tell us more about that. What do you mean? Mm, so frequency, I mean, if we bring it even back one step, it's like, we're all energy, 
right? So every single one of us, everything around us, everything is energy. We live in a vibrational world. And so if I look at it from a metaphysical standpoint, you know, and this is what I teach my kids too, is we're constantly broadcasting out a vibration into the world. And if we go a little bit deeper in the information field, absolutely everything exists, but it's when we as humans give it intention that we can quote unquote manifest, bring into reality. And so when I talk about the frequency behind the word, it's like, what is that energy behind it? So it's like, if I say I am worthy, but my energy has wobble, meaning like I don't fully believe it. Well, that affirmation statement is not as powerful as it could be. So this is where I say, like, start with your low hanging fruit, where your energy is aligned with the beliefs, and then you can continue layering on. So yes, affirmations are extremely powerful, but there's this piece that we need to make sure is also in alignment of energy and belief. So Mm -hmm. does that explain. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And that's one thing that I've always taught about affirmations and mindset or even vision boards. You can say the things or have the pictures, but if you don't have the feeling attached to it, and if you haven't really unraveled a lot of the limiting beliefs and stories that disagree, because if you have this whole affirmation of I am worthy, but you haven't really dealt with the fact that you were bullied and left out of everything in middle school and high school and still carry around that pain and think no one likes you. There's a, you're going to be saying the words I'm worthy, but your subconscious and your nervous system and the body memory is going to go, no, you're not, you weren't invited here or you left out of here, or Sally said you were a loser or whatever. And so it's to me that the, the affirmations and the, having the frequency they're, they, they're deeply healing too. When we bring in the knowing of like where the stories came from and have so much compassion for ourselves. And so when I work with affirmations, certain ones, like if I'm using like, um, I'm lovable or something like that, I picture saying it to the 14 year old girl who didn't Mm -hmm. feel that way. You know, I am lovable. And I feel that compassion and like, let talk directly to that part of me that formed the story that I wasn't lovable at that time. So for me, connecting those affirmations or the, I like to say those truth statements with the, and talking directly to the part of us that may not believe them. That's been a huge part of the, the frequency aspect for me in using that. that. Um, but this is great. I'm going to, you know, my daughter obviously isn't talking yet, but, um, she loves my Oracle cards. I'm a decaholic. I have so many decks and she will just sit there, especially my goddess deck. And we'll just, I'll just, she'll sit there for, I mean, she's 14 months and we'll sit there for, I mean, 20 minutes and go through every single card with me. So I'm going to have to get some affirmation decks to start with that. Um, (laughs) I love that. And that's what I noticed with my girls is, is even from, like I said, we started this company when my little one was nine months old, like they just naturally gravitate towards it and they don't have the limiting beliefs and stories standing in the way. So literally they are clean slates and their subconscious minds are wide open. And so Even for, you know, right now is such a perfect time to just sit there and and read them with her because it's all going into the cells. We know that. Well, I know you sold the company. Are there places we can still get the affirmation decks? 
Oh yeah, my gosh. Okay. Yes. Lovepoweredco.com. Okay. And, great. Um, yeah. The kids decks are just divine. And that's why we started with children because we, we just, we could feel the power behind that and how impactful it's going to be long-term. Cause I mean, so many of us jump into the personal development world as adults and, you know, right now we're just unpacking and unfolding and bringing everything to the surface, but gosh, like for me, it's decades, right. Work yeah. in progress. So it's like, for us, it's like, what if we raised them in this way? Like what will their futures look like? Yeah, no, I think that's great. And, you know, we have an inner child workshop online um, and anyone that, you know, wants to do inner child work, wants to do the workshop or just wants to do inner child work, get that affirmation deck from lovepoweredco.com. And I'll put a link in the show notes and imagine doing it with your inner child. Like how beautiful is that to reprogram that little one? So I love that we can do it for our children that are actually still chronologically children. And then we can also do it for that inner child inside of us. Shifting back to the motherhood conversation for my own, (laughs) (laughs) but I know it's going to resonate with a lot of people. So one of my, this is where you can coach me. One of my biggest challenges in motherhood is um, especially because I think I'm only having one child. I mean, who knows? It could change, but I'm pretty sure. Um, is I love my work mm-hmm. and I really miss my daughter. And mm-hmm. many people have said to me, it's so important that your daughter sees her mom doing things that she loves and you're teaching her to pursue your dreams. And it's important for her to connect with other people. And it's okay that she has a nanny that she loves. But honestly, I've had a hard time being okay with that. You know, and because even if I'm up doing something I love, I'm missing moments with her and so much changes and it changes so fast. And so I'm very curious how you have been committed to build generational wealth for your family, stay on your purpose, your dharma, you know, because I think it's so important for us to have identities other than mother, you know, Mm -hmm. mother is a beautiful identity to hold. But sometimes if we feel like it's the only one we're holding, it can feel a little overwhelming at times and we can forget that we are a woman outside of that as well. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, and it's okay to, you know, feel a little bit in resentment, like it, it, because it's hard, especially women who are high achieving women. And, you know, we've built businesses and it's a purpose and passion in this lifetime. Like if you're 100% mom, like I've dipped into that feeling of resentment and that is a low frequency. Like we do not want to be in that. Right. So sorry, I'll let you finish your question, but yeah. And it's okay to acknowledge, like, you know, we're not, it's okay to be not perfect. And I feel for me, the more that I can have these raw, real conversations and saying like, Christine, I felt resentment when I was 100% mom and I didn't want to be in that frequency. And so I had to make changes, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, for me, it's like, I feel the, I don't know if the word would be resentment. What would it be? I feel a sense of loss, you know, Mm. because I so love my dharma. And then when I'm doing Dharma and not with my daughter, I feel guilt. Mm. Neither are super, neither are like, oh, let's like tattoo these frequencies on my arm. No one's (laughs) like, oh, let me get guilt or let me get a necklace that says grief. You know, so my question is what has really, what mindset or what practices, what beliefs have you had to embody or chosen to embody to, you know, be an awesome mom and also build an awesome business and maintain an awesome business. Mm -hmm. Such a great question, you know, and 
when I look at the emotional frequency chart, like guilt and shame and worry and fear, oh. like they're so low. They're, they're, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm excellent at all of this. I yes. like so good. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. And it's like, especially as moms, because we care, you know, we care about our business and we care about our children and we want to be the best. And then the husband suffers, you know, and it's like, okay. And then we got, so it's like, it's all. Yeah. Or you're resentful of your husband. Cause you see him going out and doing all the things and like being okay with it. And it's just oh like, well, my yeah. Guys, yeah. that's funny too. So I remember my second daughter was maybe three months old and she went through this stage of just constant crying um, throughout the day. And I remember my husband sitting on the patio, sipping his coffee, working on his computer. Oh God! And I was just there like that furious, jealous woman yeah. with yeah. like a baby on her boob. I was like, okay, yeah. this yeah. needs to change. And so... <laughs> You know, again, <laughs> awareness is the first phase, but also knowing that this is all coming up like from pure love. Like we do want to be the best in all areas. Now taking it back, because now my girls, so they go to a beautiful little Waldorf school. So now they're in, in kinder and in grade one. So I do have more freedom. Now I do remind me to circle back to the here and the now because there are very firm boundaries in place. But when they were little, you know, I remember just telling my husband, I'm like, I need support. I need help. You run a business also, but I love my business so much that I just need a little bit in my life. And of course the, my girls, because I was breastfeeding, like they also needed me. And so I got help mm -hmm. in the home. And, uh, when I had those two, three hours of extra help at home, I just decided that when I'm here, this is my time. I'm going to be super present productive in the here and the now. And when I switch off, I switch off. And so this was again, trial and error and, and figuring it out. But for me, like really compartmentalizing mm -hmm. was the sanest and safest and, and most self-nourishing thing that I could have done at that time. And to be honest, that's exactly what's translated into the here and the now, because as I close things off at two twenty to go pick up my girls, you know, there is the pull of like, oh, I should check my phone or I should check my email, but the boundaries in place where I'm like, no, until 8 PM, I am present because they also deserve the best version of me. And so right. figuring out like, what is that for you? And then once you're in your, you know, if you're being on motherhood, then you're on motherhood. When you're in your business, you're in your business. And like, the worst thing we can do is feel that guilt for, you know, not being present, but just allow yourself to enjoy the moments of when you're in either one and just be fully present in every single one of them. So like, what does that look like for your schedule? Are you able to ask for help? Are you able to get some support and figuring that out for you? Because gosh, we need it. Especially if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably quite similar to us where you love both. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has, it's definitely a trial and error. And I think what's worked best for me is just, I have certain days of the week where I know those are days where I can schedule things and like Mondays and Fridays, I schedule nothing. And those are just, you know, all day with Athena. And I'm at the point luckily where I can do, you know, four or five hour work day, three days a week and get a lot done. And that's one thing about becoming a mom. I, I mean, what did I do with my time? Right. <laughs> Like I had all day, like I should have wrote 10 more books and like had things, so many other things and started a nonprofit and like, you know, going to dance class and all these things. Like, what was I doing anyway? But it has, has gotten me more productive. And I, I think I've also just 
really, I don't know, accepted, but been aware that part of the conscious collective of motherhood, um, there is like a guilt there and there's an emotional load that women, especially whether you're mothers or not, but especially mothers carry that a lot of times men don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's, a, if, if it's just wiring or if it's cultural or, you know, what it is, but it's, I think it's an area and it's something, a conversation I want to unpack more uh, not in today's interview, but just on this podcast is I really want to have this conversation without making men wrong in any way, but mm-hmm. not, but, and have the conversation around, Hmm, why is the emotional and mental load when it comes to family life, usually more on the woman? Yeah. And what do we do about that? You know, because it's such a thing with all of my friends, especially my working mom friends, where it's just like, I hold so much and we try, and this is a great question for you is this is part of the feminine energetic too, trusting and delegation mm-hmm. and like being in that space. Cause I know so many people are like, well, if I delegate or if I don't do it myself, the ball's going to be dropped or it's not going to be done right. And so yeah. I might as well do it for myself. And so for those people who are the, I might as well do it myself. It's just easier and more efficient if I just do it, but they feel mm-hmm. overwhelmed and unsupported what advice do you have for them? Yeah. What if it gets to be done better than you? Like, this is what I've been leaning into. And and to be honest, like growing a product-based business, like until you're able to outsource and and cash flow is always tight in product-based business because, you know, you're constantly reinvesting in inventory and, you know, in, in making the business grow. But I remember like, so I had a co-founder. So really it was, it was both of us. And the beautiful thing is, um, we had a very, very complimentary skills. So I was in my zone of genius of, of sales and marketing, and she was in her zone of genius of create creativity and product development. But then all of the other things like operations and manufacturing and, and finance and cleaning the toilets and, you know, everything that was on our plate, I was like, this is exhausting. So for me, it's like how, you know, being super clear on my zone of genius, which obviously, you know, your zone of genius, and then allowing yourself the grace to outsource the rest and, and having this perspective shift of what if they do it better than I, and, and oftentimes people will. Right. And so then for me over the last six years, it's been, I only work and operate from my zone of genius and I have a support team for the rest because I know when I'm working on things that don't fuel my soul, it's just exhausting. And this is where I waste most of my time. And Canva is one of those examples. Like I, you know, the creativity piece is, it does not light me up. It doesn't fuel my soul. And I remember trying like to do presentations on Canva or graphics on Canva and it would take me hours. And this is just like one simple example. And I was like, why am I wasting my time on this? When I can hire someone who's a creative genius, not only is it going to take them much less time than, than, than me doing it myself, but I'm going to be so much more happier with the end result. And so dissecting all those areas in your business right now that, are not fueling you, are not your zone of genius. And then figuring out like, how can you outsource little by little? Because as you do, that gives you more time to focus on the things that do light you up. And that way you will be more productive and will have more results. And we oftentimes think like, oh, well, right now I can't afford to outsource, but that 
when you do, when you do make that investment, it will free up your time, which yeah. then you will 10x your results because you're simply operating out of your own zone of genius. Yeah. And it's so awesome to feel your frequency and your energy and your confidence and your knowing. And it feels really embodied in you, which I really acknowledge because nervous system regulation is part of embodiment and it's not easy to do all the time. So I, I really feel that from you and feel your integrity in that and your embodiment in that. And I'm curious, what's been your biggest struggle in terms of you know, things you've had to get over, beliefs you've had to get over, patterns you've had to get over, you know, ways you've gotten in your way um, to get to this place. And I know you're still human and you have your days, um, but to get to this place of really feeling like you have regulation over the energetics that um, you're living in. Does that question make sense? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's really just leading with, with the feeling like, a simple example, the last two weeks for me have been really, really busy. And now like when I sit down with my calendar and forgive me, I still use a paper agenda and people just don't get it. I'm like, I am forever the pen to paper mm. woman. <laughs> like I cows really stress me out. And, uh, and I looked at, I'm like, wow, this is back to back to back. And I was like, okay, the next two weeks I am choosing to not do that because it's, mm -hmm. it's following that feeling and that feeling equals the frequency. And so, you know, today is a beautiful example. I woke up, I was like, Ooh, I have this exciting podcast interview. And then the rest of my day until I go pick up my girls is free, which I'm so excited. I'm just gonna, I don't know. I think mm -hmm. I'm going to go out in nature. Right. And then, so it's like, how do I feel in a simple task of looking at your schedule? Like, how do you feel? And before I would pride myself on the busyness, I would pride myself on, you know, I'm overbooked, I'm over busy, I'm full, but no longer feels good. And so now I celebrate the days where, where I have more freedom because that's what it, what feels good. And then when I have the busier weeks, then I nourish myself even more. And really for me right now, that's like, especially now that we have spring in Canada, it's like just going out in nature and mm -hmm. grounding and leaving the phone at home. I've been actually really focused on consciously choosing to meditate something that I don't know if you know much about human design, but I'm a generator, yeah. which again, it's like, I, that does not I, surprise me. Yeah, of course, right? <laughs> and so it's an extra layer of, wow, I have all of this energy. So how do I really calm, calm and be and go within and, and, and meditate? And so I resisted meditation for years, but you know what? I'm starting slowly, but surely consistently every single day between six and 12 minutes. And I just go to Spotify. I put on, so today I did abundance frequencies. So they're playing in the background and just focused on just being there. And I now have a commitment to self that I will start every single day with the six to 12 meditation. And then I'll layer on, but like following the feelings, right? Like this is just a new way of operating that is soul nourishing, that does feel safe and secure for the nervous system. And also getting to know your body so well. So for example, when I am out of alignment or, you know, I'm making decisions more so based on ego or old programming, I right away feel a pressure in my upper chest and my upper back and, mm. and, and following that. So I'll give you an example. Every single time that I go against that, 
I mean, something happens that I'm not very pleased about. So we were selling our home in 2020 in, in Ontario and the market was at the beginning of being like the best real estate market we've ever seen in Canada. I mean, for as long as I've been Mm -hmm. alive. And, uh, we had this real estate agent that was extremely pushy and, uh, Again, we were far into the process and we got an offer on the house. And I knew right away, like, this is a really bad offer based on what the market is. And she just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And and after a few days, I was like, gosh, she's the expert. Like, I should probably listen to her advice because I'm not a real estate agent. And my upper chest, like, I felt so suffocated and day in, day out suffocated, you know, accepting the offer, feeling suffocated. And then within a few weeks, I realized we could have made at least six figures more, at least $100,000 more on the sale. And I was like, okay, there it is again. My evidence of every time I go against what my inner knowing is revealing to me through physical evidence, something goes, you know, bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So start yeah. collecting your own evidence and get to know your body. Like how is your... Uh, higher self speaking to you. And again, for me, it's that physical response. So yeah, that it's part of the process, but now knowing like anytime I get that pressure, I'm like, okay, this is a hard no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's huge. Um, and I think we all, you know, have had to overcome our own ways we get in the way. And then it's just like the constant practice. We're never, mm-hmm. we're never done. <laughs> we're, never um, well, done. Yeah. we're never done. Well, this has been, so thank you for going in so many different directions with me and for being willing to go in so many different directions with me that we talked about today. Um, I love for people to know where they can learn more about you and your work, where they can learn more about, you know, how to really create from that, that feminine place. So please tell people where they can, you know, learn more. Yes. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm constantly talking about strategy and energetics on my Instagram. So underscore Anna Lozano. And then my website is analozano.com. Okay, great. And we have, we have something for a free gift for the audience, don't we? Yes, we do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it. So we, I'm gifting a three-day program. So previously recorded Evergreen, it's the quantum wealth codes where we go into the frequency of money, the frequency of abundance, and the frequency of selling because selling gets to be sacred and we get to do it from a very feel-good energy. So the value is 333 and everyone in the audience gets it for free. Mm, I love that. I love that. Um, so we'll put that we'll put that in, in the show notes so everybody can um, get access to that. And thank you so much, Anna, for just who you be in the world and for you know contributing such great information to us today. And you've been a great nudge for me to get myself out of those lower frequencies of guilt and <laughs> regret and all those things. So I appreciate that. And you know, for people as you're working with emotions and frequencies, neither one of us is saying ignore emotions. You know, when you're feeling guilty, push it down and say a positive affirmation. You can actually shift the vibration immediately by just having compassion for your guilt because compassion is way higher on the, on the scale than guilt and just loving yourself through that, you know, bringing it to love, having that compassion to me, that's just a gentle, beautiful way to start shifting that frequency. So we can, we can acknowledge the emotions that we have, but we don't have to sit in that frequency. So thank you for reminding us of that today, Anna. Thank you so much. And thank you for being such a big light in this world. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs>